This is the Oil and Gas Startups Podcast, where we showcase emerging technology and the stories of industry founders, investors, and leaders with your hosts, Jake Corley and Colin McClelland. What's going on, Digital Wildcatters? Welcome back to another episode of the Oil and Gas Startups Podcast. Mm. This is a very special episode for multiple reasons. We say every episode is a special episode, and they—I mean, they are. Well, they all are. They're very, very special to us. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> asked us by special people. <laughs> like in the last episode, they were like, "Choose your favorite episode." And I'm like, "That's like choosing your favorite kid." I only have one, so it's easy. But right. I really got—I'd imagine I really got put on the spot with that question. Yeah. <laughs> like I just started. You know that meme where it's the lady and she's like doing all the math equations in the back. Like that was me. I was like. <laughs> fuck, I can't pick what my favorite episode was that we've done. <laughs> so if you guys remember, if you've, if you've followed us for a while, Josh Robbins with Beachwood Marketing was our very first episode. So we approached Josh. We said, hey, we're trying to get into this podcasting thing. We're going to do a podcast. Do you want to be on the show? And he was like, yeah, what's the format? And we're like, we have no clue. What are we going to talk about? I was like, oh, we also don't know that either. Do you have any questions for me? No, not really. I think we're just going to get on there. We're in a rented conference room in tech space that yep. we're just makeshift. We had the we had the microphones set out. We're trying to figure out how to work the Zoom recorder. Yep. How's the days, man? Yep. Appreciate you coming on back then. Yep. That was awesome. <laughs> that was all, I left Nape, so I was suited up. Yeah. I showed up, and you guys were like, Hey, I'm pretty sure like that's a podcast, right? So how did you guys <laughs> even meet though? Like, that's what I'm wondering. Oh yeah, just, just so our happen? listeners know, we got Justin Godier on the show again today. I think that hey. we may just make this a thing. Like, I like having Justin on the show. Like, <laughs> it's so random. I never expect to come on. I came in here just wanting to hang out and watch this shit happen, and all like, of a sudden they're like, "Oh, here's a freaking microphone." Well, I mean, like, did oh, Josh did Josh invite you today? I didn't even know you were coming, and I was like, "Well, shit, if Justin's coming, let's get another mic out, get him on." <laughs> yeah, it was an impromptu meeting. Well, we talked last week, and we're like, "Let's have dinner," because last. Last time you came, you almost had to get the you know your rowboat out and get to Houston, which right. that didn't happen. Yeah. So, but yeah, he's like, "Hey, I'm coming to Houston," and of course, on I see it on LinkedIn first. I'm like, "Well, I guess I'm meeting Josh because he threw it on LinkedIn." So here we are. Well, yeah. we just all we get together, have our reunion here on the podcast. It's yeah. great. We only got half of Josh, and one arm is pretty pretty much dead. At this yeah, point. It's, it's, <laughs> it's rough. Dude, tell me your war story. Tell me what happened. Uh, no, there's no. There's, there's, no. <laughs> He made no. he made me aware that it is his shoulder, so I can't do any good old shoulder punches here. <laughs> so, for yeah. for the, those that don't know, you can go back and listen to the first episode. But we'll give you a little bit of recap of what Josh does. He's a CEO of Beachwood Marketing. Just give give everyone a little bit of idea of what Beachwood does. Yeah, so Beachwood finds off market oil and gas deals. So if you're in the market to buy an operated deal, a non operated working interest, a mineral interest, if you're in the, in interested in buying anything if you're already an operator or if you already own non-ops or you already own minerals and you want more you work directly with beachwood and we go track down off-market deals so we're calling thousands of people a month uncovering deals all over the map we're helping connect buyers to sellers and and actually getting transactions done and i mean it's been pretty busy for you since last time you were on our show i mean it was literally last or two days ago was when we, that was the one-year anniversary of us launching our podcast, so it's been almost exactly a year since you were on. And wow. It's been, I'm sure, a busy year yeah. in the M&A space That's for you. Whirlwind. Yeah. That's crazy. And then you've uh, you've also launched another uh, product offering, right, or a service or a marketplace-type concept, too. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so so we launched—okay, so, so 
we're targeted focused. So we try to track down exactly what people are looking for. And so some people on an operated side are looking for deals that are, you know, 10, 15, 20 million dollars and above. Off market space kind of caps out at a certain level because, you know, there are, it's a general idea that, you know, if you've got a million dollar house, you want to give it to a realtor because they're going to get the most eyes on it. Yeah. Really what the case is is that there's only so many people that can buy a million dollar house. So if you do off market, you can sell anything. Anyway, so we we were getting all kinds of deals from all over the place and some of them didn't fit into the target boxes. And so the idea was what if we got people that had smaller buy areas? So instead of a thousand net minerals, what if they only were looking for 10? Like we were getting deals all over the place that, that fit that description. But hiring Beachwood to go out and track that down, well, it's not cost effective. And so we built this, this membership program that offered those buyers kind of an entry point into the off-market deal market. We filled every possible space. We kicked it off in July, and I just turned off the membership on Sunday. So wow. uh, silver and gold members... You can get in in July of next year, but there's there's no more Damn, space. This yeah. is huge. Like popular nightclub. <laughs> you gotta be showing up with a girl to get in, dog. Like, you gotta pay cover. You gotta be in dress code. You better show up at a certain time. Yeah. So so now, I mean, there's still. I mean, if you go to beachmarketing.com, there's still what we call diamond membership, which is targeted. It's the targeted marketed deals that you know if you want to go out and and buy something and you don't want to fight with competition, like you want someone to go bring you a deal that fits into your box that is exactly what it is that you want to buy without any competition to fight with, that's what you do. You click with us, you know, we'll immediately build your box and what you want to fill it with, and then we call and, and deliver all those deals to you. So, Interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's been fun. So what's, it, what's business been like in the last year? I mean, it's just obviously been a turbulent climate in the industry right yep. and i'm sure you know if you take a look at your small cap public companies are all hurting i mean everyone is it doesn't matter what your cap is right. i'm sure are people trying to offload assets and oh yeah is that kind of making it easier for you guys on the buy side to find assets off yeah market? yeah and because we work buy side only you know i put out some marketing material that said we sell for free it had a very crazy effect i didn't realize how much that was going to affect the market but with it being down with everybody being down selling it for zero commission selling deals for zero commission is was monstrous i mean we got inbound calls for like two solid weeks of just every single day somebody answering the phone like hey you're selling for free you're selling for free yeah i mean because if you look at it you have the only other alternative is like a broker or a listing service like energy net right where you'd have to pay 10% commission. So that's yeah. pretty disruptive to a model like that. Yeah. And so, so we, you know, we work buy side only. So it's providing people that want to sell deals an alternative and the buyers, you know, they don't have to fight with anybody. So they, you know, they pick their box and the sellers call us and say, Hey, we would love to sell. And so we just grab all. What? Why'd you choose a model like that? Like, why'd you choose to work buy side only when there are two sides of the market and you could monetize the sell side as well? Was it just because you wanted to be incentivized on, you know, on the buy side? That way it doesn't look like you're playing both sides of the market. 
Yeah. So so everything that's out there is sell side for the most part. It's sell side or or there's people that, that work both sides. And I think that if you're buy side, your success and the company that you work for success is is hand in hand. Mm. And and if you're going and buying in the market, that's the side you want to be on. Like not that not that helping sellers out wouldn't be great, but if you're selling out of your company, then what? Like if you're a buyer, you can buy out that company, you can buy out these guys' wells, you can buy out these guys, like you can build an entirely new puzzle, you can build a whole new company, and I can be part of that, and my team can be part of that, and like, what if we helped build all the new oil and gas companies in the 2020s? Like that mm-hmm. would be, that's such a cool, you know, overall vision of, you know, hey, we, we work with Beachwood and they helped us. You know, we, we wouldn't have a position in the Delaware Basin, but thank goodness they were there calling everybody all day long yeah. and now we do. So what's your, like right now, what's your biggest challenge going to 2020 or your biggest limiter to scale? I mean, are there any or is it just manpower or what would you say? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's still getting the message out. So I'm, we celebrated five years, officially celebrated five years. Yeah, dude, that's day. awesome. And it's like day one. It really is. I mean, you guys know that, I mean, you do this all day long and you live it and you're, you're in it. And then you hit somebody that is like, what, oh, so what do you do? Well, what does that mean? You never heard of coffee is for closers? <laughs> <laughs> Make a motherfucker teach you right now. Right, yeah. <laughs> so, so, I mean, it's, it's getting that message out. Again, we're the only buy side company that exists. I mean, everybody else is sell side or or a brokerage of some sort. That that that's the common, that's the normal way to do business. You know, it's it's having to educate people like, hey, you don't have to pay to sell your assets. That that whole message is new, and and it's really the limiter of of what we're trying to do: get additional buyers, get people to 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 come in and 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 buy more. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's going to be the, that's the limiter. If you guys are listening and you don't get the coffee is for closers reference, Josh is all over LinkedIn. It's kind of branded the hashtag coffee is for closers. He brought me a t-shirt one time. And so <laughs> I mean, both like, look at that. You guys, you know, been in business several years. What'd you say? Four, four years. We celebrate five, five, yeah, five, five years. years. And how has LinkedIn and social media in the last year changed y'all's business? I mean, you're everywhere now on yeah. LinkedIn. So has it had a pretty dramatic impact on your business overall? Yeah, and I think I met you guys through LinkedIn a yeah. year ago. Did you? Yeah, I think that, I think that's what happened. Honestly, I don't even know how we met you. Yeah, I, think I don't remember how I met either one of y'all. To be like, honest I, with you. <laughs> I, I like my, 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 you point of, my point of inception for Josh's relationship was our first podcast, but like I don't know how we got up to that point. It's just like, weren't you at one of the happy hours before them? I yeah. think. Like, oh, I remember we chatted. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah, that's right. So you made the drive down for happy hour. I did. We hit it off. Yes. Yeah. No, it was. Because it was at the other place. That we, were, we were at Galleria. Yeah, it was at the WeWork. We, the, you were at the WeWork. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you went to the OG happy yes. hours. Yeah. yeah. Dude, those were, yeah. those were good times. Yes. Say keg and beer and pizza. Oh, yes. Josh is there, dog. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say. Like, <laughs> those were, was literally those were like, wild. Was, I don't know if y'all beer. remember, we had people like having to like mop up all of WeWork because there was just beer <laughs> and pizza everywhere. It's one thing where it was like a rap party. Yeah. People in oil and gas are messy as hell. It's like, dude, how do you spill this much beer and then not pick it up like you just leave it <laughs> <laughs> but yeah linkedin for the for for 
every every day that I'm on there. I'm meeting someone new. I I the the massive amount of relationships that have been built over the last year have been have been insane. It's is it true that you convinced the talking beard to brand himself as the talking beard? <laughs> Fact. 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 Yeah. So. Some uh, if 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 Hallie Burton out there is listening <laughs> You inspired me on to a whole nother. Hold on, I gotta tell this story real quick because if you go back, if you go back and listen to our episode of Justin a couple weeks ago, you know I go on this rant talking about how energy fit it's awesome, and you know it's just cool, and I list all these people that you should follow, and Justin gets on Twitter and starts following all these people, <laughs> yeah. and Hallie Burton posts a screenshot, and she's like, "Oh great, the talking beards on Twitter <laughs> migrating off of Twitter." I'm not migrating; I'm just spreading my wings to Twitter. <laughs> so, so Justin's changed his name on Twitter now to the talking beard yeah. and that was inspired by Josh over here so I think like what we really need is we need a we need some t-shirts of like a silhouette of Justin's head and beard and beard, and beard. Yeah, yeah, but just, like, like my mouth beard. should be in the beard <laughs> so then it's, it's like real talking beard <laughs> we're gonna take it literally <laughs> yeah so, that's priceless man. Real social media if you can't take the heat then you better just get off I think it. it's right. I think this is going to be like a running trend energy fan twitch is going to keep giving us material to talk about on <laughs> yeah. the show it's like a never-ending source so yeah so pretty interesting to see where you know i think actually we were david ramsonwood was on the show last episode and i think he was asking about i can't remember what they're asking about but i remember telling them that josh that you had come in and done the first episode and that first episode just came out swinging. We're like, fuck Nate, fuck everyone. Yeah. That's when I was like, oh man. I, I, was for sure, I thought for sure they were never going to listen to Nate. No. And they did. So yeah. that was weird. Yeah. So but, I think one of the, so one of the coolest things that I think that you get to see is you get to see a significant amount of deal flow. Right. And so out of that, you get to see trends. Right. What are you noticing right now? What's, hot what's cooling off what is surprising what's not surprising right those kind of things okay so what's so obviously given the kind of the climate of what we're seeing now we're seeing a shitload of mergers yep so today i don't know when this podcast is going to go out but today it was parsley energy acquired jagged peak energy an all-stock deal about it 2.3 billion last week we saw another bankruptcy actually maybe it was early this week another bankruptcy shared in energy two and then ep energy the week before and that puts us total bankruptcies at like 30. So given all of that and given the climate, and we've said that we think this is going to get worse probably over the next six to 12 months, what are you seeing on the deal side? So No pressure. Yeah. So funny, you know, the funny part on our side, you know, is, we, you know, we call all these people, you know, and it's, you call them a year ago and you tell them, hey, you know, here's the deal. We've got a buyer that wants to buy in your area. And they're like, yeah, nope, we're going to hang on to it. <laughs> There's no like path or any upset on the sacred too yeah. high, boy. Yeah, I'm gonna we're gonna hold on to it. And then then they go bankrupt and then you then what? What do you do? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And it's like this whole pattern just keeps reemerging. Like at what point, you know, like is bankruptcy a bath or is like seven thousand an acre a bath? Like it, you know what I mean? Like where do you draw the line and and when do you exit? It's gonna have to be something that people start talking about because if you make all these moves forward sometimes you lose the chess game like you can't i mean sometimes you have to take your losses and and Mm -hmm. you can sell and and you can make money on the on some of the assets that you have there's you know 80 percent of them are good 20 percent are crap 
move the 20% that you know that you can sell overnight, do all that now. Like, and I think that, again, that's the, the kind of the message that, that we keep reiterating. Like everybody has something to sell. What is it? And you should sell it, mm-hmm. especially if you could sell it for nothing. So, but trends for us, as far as like what's, what people are ready, willing, and able to get rid of is conventional. Uh, it's, it's still, getting rid of conventional, yeah, conventional assets. You know, it's, they're easy, you know, they, you can map them, you know, all the, everything, you know, which zones have been entered, you know, what, what the upside is, you, you know, it, it, the LOEs are there, like everything's real easy to, to see and, and value, you know, whereas the unconventional assets, you know, are harder to get value for. So mm-hmm. how, yes, there's additional value there, but how do you put that value on it? Because whoever's going to buy the unconventional asset is going to buy it to develop it. So if you're gonna buy it to develop it, you wanna pay whatever the acreage is gonna cost, not the upside. Like you're gonna have to drill that. You're gonna have to, you're, you're starting from ground zero and people have to understand that yes, you paid, Yes, you didn't drill, and so you can't you can't get paid on like you did drill. Yeah, imagine in the part of the cycle where we're at right now too that the bid ask spread is a little bit too wide. You know, if someone has acres like that, that's you know it's proven but undeveloped. You know, they think that it's worth something. You have buyers that think it's something else, and right now some of these companies may not be in a desperate enough spot to let go of that acreage for a lower price than what they what they have it valued at and so the spread is just too wide but i'm sure that you know I, that that changes and I, and i think that for the most part i think going back to the you know what's where do you where do you take that loss i think a lot of these guys are looking at it like we know we're not going to get that dollar like we know we put that money out in 14 or 15 and we were expecting to get that money back but right now in 2020 i i think the teams are looking at it internally and 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 really identifying what what that exit strategy is going to look like. And I think, yeah, I think you'll see it. I think you'll see a lot of transactions that happen, you know, because merge, I mean, that was just the, the natural progression. It's way easier for people to shuffle the deck when you own all the companies in it. So if mm-hmm. you can just reshuffle the deck and get rid of some management teams and put everything under one roof. Restructure it. Yeah, let's yeah. do that. And so you'll, you'll continue to see those mergers happen where it's, you know, an AP, you know, an NCAP back team that, that, gets eaten up by another end cap team and then they go public or you know there's going to be a lot of different iterations but there's that's definitely going to keep going but for your you know for your everyday guys like how do you transact right now you you buy conventional assets that are in your in your wheelhouse and where you operate already yeah buying your neighbor is is back that's the trend the the upcoming what i see in 2020 trying to consolidate geographically geographically interesting yep so who do you see, how do, are your buyers or your clients categorized? I mean, what kind of EMPs are out buying assets right now? Are these privately held companies? You know, how, what bucket do they fall into? Uh, yeah, they, some are private, some are backed, some, some are family money, some are, you know, it runs a gamut as far as, as far as, you know, who's buying. I see a um, little bit of everything. Yeah, I, I honestly believe that in 2015, there are teams out there that were like, holy shit, like we have to make sure that if this happens again, that we have cash mm-hmm. because there were deals in 2015. I mean, 
that today are, I mean, they're cash flowed in 17. So you pick them up one year, you know, end of, end of 15 and you're cash flowing January of 17. That's a great pickup. And I think people realize that cash is king and that if you have a balance sheet where cash, where you've got cash to go and get, now is definitely the time to go and you can, I mean, you can put that cash to work. Yeah. So it's just, you know, we, we visit with the sellers all the time about, you know, what, what's the overall plan? Because we're in oil and gas and oil and gas assets are depreciating every single day unless you're working on them. What's the plan? How do you, you know, if you're not going to work on it, then it's worth less tomorrow. So yep. how do we, how do we sell you need it? To capitalize on yeah. it and liquidate it. Yeah. yeah. And so that's, that's what, that's what I think. It's gonna Interesting. Keep on trucking. I was just thinking of a funny story with Josh <laughs> at Nape with my cousin Ross. So my cousin Ross, he runs this, he runs this mineral fund out in West Texas and to be honest, like I never had a technical conversation with Josh before. Like we've just always been like drinking buddies, like hanging out, shooting the shit, you know, sending memes, whatnot. Like, I, hey, let's go to K1. Honestly, I didn't know if like Josh knew anything about oil and gas. And introduce him to my cousin at Nape. And, you know, we're sitting there drinking and my cousin's trying to liquidate some minerals. And I mean, Josh is just schooling them. And like a couple of days later, Ross hits me up. He's like, man, that Josh guy, he really knows his shit, man. He's so smart. And I'm like, Dude, to be honest, like I was kind of blown away when he's talking to you. Like, I didn't know he was capable of having yeah. a technical conversation. The old looks can be deceiving they situation. Are, yeah, yeah. Very, yeah. Very, I mean, talking beard. I mean, you know. Yeah, I should just shut the fuck up. The world would be a much better place if you just did that, Justin. Yeah. You're not the first person that's told me that, so thank you. No, uh, man, we got we got about five minutes before we wrap it up. We have to make this one a quick one today. But yeah, just having some, you know, the the we've been talking about this lately on the podcast the past few weeks. Just kind of like the overall climate of the industry. You know, you're just seeing a lot of M and A transactions happening between some public companies, and I think that'll continue. Like you said, kind of a reshuffling of the deck and some debt restructuring, et cetera, et cetera. But it's interesting to see, you know, what the activity is in the actual asset M and A space yeah. as well, right? Mm -hmm. And, and people are quick to say, they're quick to say the money has evaporated, right? You guys have heard it a thousand times. The money's just evaporated oh, yeah. from the space. Yeah. That's not true and by any stretch of the imagination. In fact, we have, we have more money now uh, as a collective total uh, with the buy groups than we've ever had. Really? Yeah. That's yeah. really interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and we opened up, like I said, we did this membership deal and, and opened it up and, and really got access to some companies that we wouldn't have never, we would have never gotten access to as specifically the midstream side and, and tracking down midstream assets, you know, in the, you know, 50 million and under range. So you guys are looking at midstream assets mm -hmm. now too? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Nice. So we're doing, yeah. So we're picking up midstream We're we're tracking down off market midstream deals, off market upstream, you know, gas deals. I mean, things that you would normally never, associate with transacting in, in this in this environment that's what we're doing and, you know we're going out we're tracking down conventional production and buying it i mean we're we're having success buying that production because again it's it's about what makes sense for where you are as an operator you know yes you're a county apart but what where is all your money and time and mm -hmm. where does it all go like it, it goes to what's going to make you money and and encouraging people to to liquidate and put all of that money back into where you make your money, that's where, that's where you go. That's where you, you're the most successful. 
Yeah. Agreed. Well, before we wrap this up, I want to thank you for coming back on. We've got a lot more listeners now than we do the first episode (laughs) ever. So hopefully, uh, you know, people go back and listen to that first one. It was pretty rowdy. You're a lot more like, this is like the soft, the most soft spoken I've ever seen Josh. Josh meditates now. I do. Yeah. (laughs) I have to. Broke broke the arm. He's become one with himself ever since he broke his arm. Really just questioning life and how to get to know himself a little bit better. Yeah. Well, and I. uh, Doing yoga. Had a birthday on Saturday. This is the last year technically that I can win 40 under 40. So (laughs) I'm having to like. I'm having to like self-reflect like what that looks like. Dude, I've been going like, so I turned, I turned 30 in two months, right? And yep. did you do the, the Russian face app that would like progress your age to where you look old? Did you do that? No. Well, I did it. So awesome. Josh is like, I'm already old as fuck. Yeah, what do I, don't, I need to yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't. Something's been happening You'll though. You'll see a I coffin when you, when Josh is <laughs> Talking beard. That's messed up, man. That's messed up. Anyways. So if people want to find you, beachwoodmarketing.com. Yeah, right? beachwoodmarketing.com. All right. Track me down on LinkedIn. It's uh, linkedin.com backslash Beachwood CEO. Or you can probably yeah. just like, you can probably search coffee is for closers. Yeah, I'm sure he'll come Josh up Robbins. too. Josh Robbins. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> My name. Weird. We need to get Josh on Twitter just talking shit with everybody. No, I don't. I don't You're not, you don't no, tweet? Don't don't in tweet. the tweeter sphere. I don't tweet. I mean, uh, get you know, I, out. I Snapchat. Gonna, with the God, kids Snapchat's, yeah with gonna, the kids no you gonna, need to get on tiktok <laughs> yeah. snapchat's old tiktok is where you need to go justin has been on justin's only grown ass <laughs> man i know on tiktok yeah. i got banned off it <laughs> well yeah you're on there with a bunch of fucking teenage girls i so. know maybe their dads will buy mud <laughs> hey, right. can, can, you, can you give the phone to your dad so you can sell him some <laughs> All right, spiral so, control pretty quick. Yeah, I got I got to end this podcast pretty quick. So, guys, if you want to reach out to Josh, find him at Beachwood Marketing. If you're looking to buy assets, hell, even if you're looking to sell assets, you may want to network them with yep. him. He may have a buyer for you. So, Josh, appreciate you coming on. Justin, appreciate you filling in. And, I appreciate uh, it. Thanks, guys. Yep. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for you guys are. This is amazing. The, the amount of what you've done since podcast one to now is incredible. I mean, Thanks, it really man. is. And, and they're just getting started. Yeah. It's really incredible. It's it's well, we couldn't incredible. do it without you guys. We wouldn't have a show. We'd have anything to talk about yeah. it. Just be me and Colin sitting here and looking at each other. <laughs> Still think it'd be fun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, guys. Another episode down. So if you want to support the show, like always, if you can leave a rating review, share with your friends. If you have any questions you want to ask us, we may do another Shoot the Shit episode here soon and kind of answer some questions that we have in our inbox. But we love you guys. We'll catch you in the next episode. Come, 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 come.